and I know you're you're not expecting your business to lose money. Like we don't go into deals thinking, oh yeah, we're gonna lose money on this deal, right? It's always unexpected. And so for me, anytime I've ever had like a a crunch like that, I'm like, dude, where the heck am I gonna get this cash from? You know, because I'm not. You you just don't expect it, and sure. so you're allocating your cash elsewhere into new deals, into in my case, different businesses and whatever. So what was it like going through that? It was stressful, right? But whenever I get in those type of situations, I just think, you know, what's the worst case scenario here, right? I'm coming to closing with two hundred twenty thousand, but we have you know eight hundred grand in the business bank account. Yeah, you know. Yes, this sucks. Yes, I want to learn from this. But what's the worst case scenario? I got eight hundred grand in the bank still. We're fine operating. I don't have to fire all, you know, lay off people. I don't have to do anything. So it was stressful, right? Like I'm not gonna lie. I was, you know, I was in a, a very much put my head down, put the blinders on, figure this stuff out. And that's when we really shifted to wholesale when the market shifted last year. Mm. Uh we had already been preparing for it before. I was like, I like wholesale met much better. Mm-hmm. The cash conversion cycle was so much quicker. We were learning how to list our wholesale deals on the MLS. Yep. And I was like, let's do this. This is way better than flipping, way less complicated. We don't have to set up utilities. We don't have to go raise the money. Yes, we can probably make a little bit bigger rip on the wholesale, but same time, if we're listing them on the MLS, there's not many times where I cannot sell it on the MLS. And if I flipped it and make double, like there's very few times it's going to end up being double if I flip it. Right. And that's kind of what I looked at. And we still, we're, we're very selective on our flips right now. We're, but we're, you know, 95% wholesale. Mm. But if we see one that we can make six figures on that, you know, hey, we're going to make 60, 70 grand as a wholesale, we can make six figures flipping, we'll do it. Because mm. I've still got project management in place, still got the contractor crews. Um, so we're, we're still flipping a little bit, but I just like the wholesale model and the cash conversion cycle so much easier. Yeah. I'd say for us, you know, I went into the interest rates doubling with like 50 flips. So, you know, <laughs> took some L's. <laughs> you can take <laughs> by the law of big numbers, you're going to take L's. Yep. Um, but, you know, like for me, I've always learned the most from failure, right? Sure. And I don't even consider things like that failure. It's just like, yo, stuff like that's going to happen in business. There's going to be things that were completely in your control, like you mentioned, and there's plenty of things I could have did better. And there's things that are completely out of your control, like the market, you know, doubling rates. And so you just kind of have to deal with both, right? And I'll tell you, up to this point, well, uh, let me let me backtrack. In 2018, that was the first year I ever did over 100 deals. And I was like 99% flip. And then the market shifted um, nowhere near to the degree that it shifted this time around, but you know, they raised rates and then everything got really slow and it was in the winter. I was like, wow, you know, my hard money payments are like six figures a month and I have no money coming in. And I might have to actually come to the closing table and stroke some checks. And I remember it wasn't a $200,000 check, but it was a $20,000 check here, a $20,000 check here. Right. And that made me realize I was like, dude, I need cash to come in like right now. And so that forced me to start wholesaling that year. Wholesaling was never part of my business. I was like, let's maximize every dollar. I had built out construction and all the stuff that we needed to flip at high volume. But I was like, we got to have some diversity in how we make money. Sure. And so anyways, that was a huge learning lesson. 2019, you know, we, we have a nice balanced approach and, you know, we are 2019 was a lot about like what I'm going through this year. You know, I was still recovering from a lot of the problems in 2018, 
But, you know, wholesaling and flipping definitely let us through. We still made over seven figures, but, you know, I had to take a lot of L's in 2019 from 2018. Then 2020 hits and we have COVID. And this time I have like 40, 50 flips. And I'm like, dude, is this really like going to happen again? Like what's about to go down? At the time, you know, I was still confident that things were going to be good, but, you know, nobody could have predicted it would go on the rip that it went right. But as things started to open up, I was like, you know what? Everyone's still super scared, but I'm going to start buying all of these. So I just went on a tear and bought everything. I just made a huge bet. And obviously it ended up paying off. And, um, 2020, 2021, I was like, I'm not wholesaling anything because I mean, we had so much appreciation. I was like, dude, we're going to make way more if we just flip them. And, you know, 2022 hits and, you know, things slow down. I'm like, crap, dude, we got to really go back to wholesaling again and like getting cash coming in. So it's weird mm-hmm. that like for me anyways, it's just kind of like ebbed and flowed on like what I was choosing to do. Yeah. And I think a big part of like one of the lessons I learned from flipping those luxury houses is like you won't lose as bad if you're flipping at your ARV of the median house price, yeah. right? Like yep. the losses are, most of the time you're going to, like if a major market shift happens, you're probably going to break even at worst as long as you under yeah. you know underwrite the deal correctly. So that was a big shift for us. It's like when we're flipping now, we're going to flip entry level homes, yeah. right? Because that market shift is going to be a lot less significant than a $1.6 million home in Buckhead. Yeah, yeah, so. 100%. So yeah, I think for us, you know, 2022, things were going great first half and then things shift second half. And, you know, we start going wholesale heavy again. We stopped buying just like everyone else. And, you know, that was the weird thing where it was like, well, nobody wants to buy and we don't want to buy. like who, you know, how are we in wholesale? And so that was where, you know, we all started pivoting to novations yep. and, you know, all that. And like novations, I think are what m- made or broke other businesses so for those who don't know what it is, you want to talk about it? Because we've talked about it a lot. Yeah. So novations is a buzzy word because people kind of use it incorrectly most of the time. Uh, we use a novation agreement when there's institutional financing when they won't let us double close. So for instance, like you get an FHA buyer on a deal. We're able to sell our wholesale deal to an FHA buyer but we have to exercise our novation clause in the agreement and we have to put that in place. But a lot of people think that novations are just when you list your wholesale deals on the market. Well, that's not a novation. That's just, you have the right to list your property on the MLS. You have, it's an equitable interest listing is what it is. And so we actually sell to cash buyers all the time where we never have to novate the deal, but we're listing the property on the MLS and we're just going to do a double close at that point. Yep. And the MLS is the best cash buyers list hands down. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't care what 10,000 person email list you have of cash buyers. Yeah. If I put it on the MLS, somebody's going to buy it at 85 cents on the dollar versus your cash buyers list. They're paying 70 cents on the dollar, right. especially right now during these times. So, uh, but innovation just basically gives you the right to wholesale your deal. That's direct to seller to an end buyer. Who's actually going to live in the house that has institutional, institutional and they're going to pay hundred percent. Yeah. So, and about, you know, FHA, VA, USDA, you're going to have to novate those every single time. When you get conventional loans, that's when it gets a little hairy. Some allow it, some don't. We're always going to try to double close because our fees are going to be disclosed on the HUD. Yeah. Uh, but there's some conventional lenders that, that if you don't hold title, you can't be on this agreement. Yeah. So that, at that point, we'll have to novate the agreement. Yeah. 